I'm Amelia. I'm Juliana. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to the Wine Down Podcast. Today's episode is called Quarantine Quality Time with Your Kids. In this episode, we'll be discussing several different activities that you can do at home with your children to keep them busy, entertain, and to continue the learning. So to start off, Amelia will say her first um, activity, my Liana will say the second activity, and then Hannah will see, say the last activity. And so to, Amelia, you can Sorry, <laughs> to note again, the audio is not the best because we are recording over FaceTime, so bear with us while this process continues. So to start us off, my first activity would be gardening with your kiddos because it's now spring. It was just Earth Day the other day, so what what better way to kick off quarantine with your kiddos uh, by gardening? Um, And to start off your gardening process, I'm going to give Hannah some credit over here, a nice shout out, because she recommended the Chip and Joanna Gaines, Gaines, I cannot speak, book um we are the gardeners so you can start off your gardening session by reading that book with your kids and then you can get some flowers some bulbs some seeds you know some vegetables fruits get the grow on guys like let's make it a nice productive process with your kids it's the perfect time um so if you don't want to go out and uh risk the corona you can order your supplies on amazon you could order through home depot through lowe's and it can be shipped right to your house exactly and i'm sure that they're doing curbside pickup also so that could be another um safe option if you also don't want to go inside the store but i do think gardening is a great way um to help your kids really explore nature and get themselves outside and get some fresh air during these um, times. And you can also get familiar with different gardening tools, maybe measuring, I don't know, like things like that. Measuring how deep that dirt is. Yep. <laughs> how much water Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Good learning and, and gardening, definitely. There's plenty of videos on YouTube that probably talks about gardening, some little kid-friendly videos. So you could definitely check that out also. Definitely. So my activity is called the Color Scavenger Hunt. For this activity, all you'll need is a paper bag and some colored markers. This activity can also be done indoors or outdoors, depending on the weather. So on the front of the paper bag, you will draw nine different color circles. If you want to draw more than nine circles, you can go for it, depending on how maybe how old your child is. And the colors can be primary colors, or they can include primary colors in black, gray, white, gold, silver, whatever you'd like. So on the top of the bag, you can write a title. You can have your child come up with their own um, title, or you could use a simple title like Nature Coloring Scavenger Hunt. Um, Once the bag is ready, 
your child can search outside or inside, depending on the weather, for objects. They will match the objects to the colors on the front of the bag, and they can put the objects inside the bag. So when they are done, you can let your child show you what they found, and you can have some little discussions about maybe what they look like, what they feel like, where they found that object, what color it is, and have them match the color to the color on the front of the bag. I love that. That's so fun. Um, For those of you who are interested in this, we will have resources and pictures and links on our Instagram for you guys to be able to utilize and find them there. Yeah, definitely. I think that it's hard sometimes, like, just blurting out how to do an activity. I'm more of, like, a visual person, so I have to kind of see the activity, but... I think for a lot of these, once you see it, you'll definitely know what to do if it sounds kind of confusing. They're all very simple and straightforward. Very good. I love that we are able to give those uh, visuals and activities. So to go off of the outdoor activities that Juliana and Amelia talked about, um, so I came up with doing an obstacle course. Um, So an obstacle course, you can make it difficult, you can make it really simple, just depending on the age. Um, Of course, you can do it inside or outside. If you have a yard, you can do it in the grass or in the driveway. Um, You can also do it inside. Uh, Some obstacle course setups you could do are, uh, you know, kicking a ball, jumping over a ball, some hula hoop or jump rope, um, do some chalk outlines. If you want to do it inside, you can use the pillows. Um, the couch, the chairs, just some simple things to set up a cute little obstacle course, get the gross motor activity going, um, get the kids moving, the blood flowing, you know, they're sitting down doing a lot of schoolwork throughout the day, um, staying focused, uh, so, you know, get those, those muscles moving, I think that'd be really and not really only fun. is it good for the kids, it's good for your for the parents. What am I saying? I don't even know what I'm say, saying anymore. My brain is mush. <laughs> Too much wine yeah, <laughs> this is not working out for me today. But for the parents or for you adults out there, this gets you moving. And you can even make the obstacle course uh, a new setup for you. You can make it adult version and get your body moving and get your workout in the same time. Love that. Lift some gallons of water. Get those weights in. Oh, yeah. I'm sure everybody bought some gallons. I'm not going to lie. I definitely did that. So. <laughs> some pounds of potatoes, too. That. Whatever works, man. <laughs> A few five-pound exactly. bags of rice, you know. Yeah. There's yeah, so many obstacle course. Anywhere. Yeah, there's so many obstacle course ideas with all the things we all bought for quarantine. Mm-hmm. Oh, well... To go off of Hannah's uh, outdoor activities and some gross motor skills, I'm going to throw in some yoga because if you know me, you know I love yoga and quarantine is killing me because I can't go to yoga. Although I did some in my house today, it was not the same. But I think using this time to do yoga with your littles, you can find 
yoga videos for kids on YouTube. I'm sure there's plenty of websites out there for you to do a nice flow. Um, you can do it inside. You could do it outside. You really don't even need a yoga mat at your house, really, if you have carpet or if you just have a soft little area that your kids can do it on. Um, I think it gets the body moving. It gets them calm. It gets them breathing. And it's a nice break while they're doing school to just take a minute and breathe and just flow and doing some affirmations, some positive affirmations while or after you do your yoga session. I think that's really important for the kids to know that they're valued. I definitely love that idea. And to add some literacy into there, um, I have a book that I like to read with my students uh, during my student teaching. It's called Sitting Still Like a Frog, Mindfulness Exercise for Kids. Um, So that's a nice little literacy um, addition there. You can get that right on Amazon. You can find some um, pictures right online of that book. So that kind of adds to Amelia's yoga there. Another book you can also use is called Hands to Heart with Animal Friends or Hands to Heart Bend with Animal Friends. I have to actually go back and look at the book. I do own it. So bear with me. I just don't have it on hand at the second. So I will upload a picture there that you can find on Amazon as well. Also at Target. But I think... That uh, concludes my little yoga activity over here. Yeah, I think yoga is awesome, and I agree that it is definitely important for kids, especially during these times, to kind of focus on their breathing and work on their mindfulness. So I love that idea. Um, so for my second activity that I picked, it is called Mindfulness Scavenger Hunt. So for this activity, all you will need is a paper bag or any kind of bag and some writing utensils. So on the front of the bag, you will write the words, something you see, something you smell, something you hear, something you taste, and something you feel. So next to these words, you can also draw pictures for um, those kids who are younger and they can't. Um, read yet or you can always help them so uh, the children will use their five senses to search for something or to search for objects around the house or outside or they can do both depending on the weather and then after these they find these objects you can always they can put them in the bag and you I encourage you to talk to your children about what they found after maybe ask them what does that feel like? What does that smell like? What would that taste like? And what does that sound like? So I thought this activity was really cute and a cute scavenger hunt to work on those five senses. No, I agree. I think that's super important that kids are, especially young kids, are learning about their five senses. It gets their brain thinking about maybe something that they hadn't before maybe it was a smell maybe a taste or something that they had never even tried before I think that's I think that's a good way to do that and it's a nice little brain break throughout the day like along with all these activities that we're recommending especially during this time I think they're really important for parents or adults to be doing with with their kids right now yeah and I think it gives them an opportunity to maybe explore objects outside that they haven't explored before maybe they don't know what an acorn feels like or maybe an acorn I don't know maybe it has a scent to them or a leaf or maybe it feels like something um 
Oh, yeah. Don't go eating any acorns, though. That was so cute, Hannah. Thank you. These are all you know, then, earthly. They're all yeah. about nature. We love spring here. Oh, absolutely. And of course, like I, I like to do, I'm related to literacy. While I was kind of researching this, I found a book. Um, it's called I Am Not a Toilet Paper Roll, the Recycling Project Book. So there's um, something to look into if you want to read a story about it. But yeah, that's a quick little craft that you can do. And you can, you know, tell stories about what you created, too. I love that. So fun. All right. Um, next up is one of my favorites. It's something that I did with my mom when I was little. Still do it with my mom, actually. And it's probably one of my favorite things because we can still be creative as adults. Um, and that is baking cookies. Um, I think this is something really fun to do, especially on a rainy day. We know that the weather here has not been the best so far, so... Being cooped up inside the house, it kind of makes you want some nice, warm, ooey-gooey chocolate chip cookies. Um, my favorite recipe to follow, actually, is on the Nestle Toll House chocolate, uh, chocolate chip bag, like on the back of it. So, I mean, it's pretty basic ingredients. You need flour, eggs, baking soda, chocolate chips, uh, sugar, brown sugar, um, and you can find that at your local grocery stores, or you can order it for curbside pickup, you know, like as we were saying times like these not everyone wants to go in the store so you can find some way around it and to add some literacy into this one I'm going to throw in my favorite book shout out to if you give a mouse a cookie yes I love that Amelia that is one of Amelia's favorite books um and to add if you don't want to go into the grocery store there's this lovely app called instacart you can order right on there i actually do some deliveries for those shout out instacart taper well <laughs> yes i wear my mask bring my hand sanitizer don't you all worry hannah for your local grocery needs exactly call me up and then aside from that, I think that baking is awesome for young children. Um, they can explore those measuring tools and they can, there's still some learning involved in baking. So I think that's awesome. And it's yummy, obviously. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. After. Don't leave me locked in the house with cookies. I'll eat them all. Oh, yes. I mean, it's a fun, you know, bonding activity, but there's definitely a way to add in that little education. 
educational experience. You know, you got your math, you have your reading. Uh, so definitely science. It's actually science uh-huh. as well. Well, it so, also you know, teaches them to read a recipe. I mean, whether it's uh-huh. through the recipe on the back of the bag or finding one in a cookbook together, I think that's still helping them learn to be able to read. So that's good, too. Yeah, so it's actually following one of the some of the Common Core standards too, because students have to learn how to um, follow steps. Uh, so that's definitely a way to um, in- increase their skills. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like following directions and step by step rules. Throwing some Common Core at you over there, getting you educated. or indoor tic-tac-toe game and I actually saw this on Facebook and I thought it was so adorable and um, creative so for this activity you'll need paper plates um, colored tape if you're doing this activity inside if you're doing this activity outside you'll need spray paint or you can also use chalk so what you'll do first is you will color the paper plates You'll have five one color and then another five another color. Or you can always label them with five X's and then five O's on the top of your paper plates. And then using either spray paint or chalk, depending if you're outside or if you're inside using the floor or a table, you will draw your game board and then you can play the game on children so I thought that was really fun and creative whoever thought of that I'm not even gonna lie this seems like the most fun activity I saw it on Pinterest earlier today and I was like wow I want to do that myself so when quarantine's over guys were playing (laughs) tic-tac-toe that's what I was thinking too like I'm just sitting here thinking of playing tic-tac-toe with my family I think that would be I say do it try it out and post it on our Instagram and let us know how it goes. We're supposed right, to have a nice weekend, so perfect timing. Right, yeah, I'll do that. I don't know if I have any chalk, but I saw some DIY chalk on Pinterest. Oh, on another chalk, activity. So. Yeah, so I can look that up. Love that, Juliana. So much fun. Uh, so to go on to my next activity, um, I said that you can make some puppets. Now, there's so many different ways that you could make a puppet. Um, you know, you can use uh, paper bags. You can use socks. You know, who doesn't love a good sock puppet? Um, you can just use some paper that you have. Uh, any way that you could think of making a puppet. And then once you make your puppet, why not do a fun little um at-home puppet show, you know, you make up your own storyline, um, have your kids just get creative, um, you know, tell a puppet story to your kids, um, so just a way to get their minds thinking, get their crafts going, um, just telling some stories, just a fun little easy activity, nothing too overwhelming, maybe something to help put them to bed, you know? I love puppet shows. I think they're so fun. I feel like that's like such a classic activity to think of like your childhood. You're like, oh, absolutely. Just gonna just gonna do a puppet show real quick for my whole entire family to watch me listen to my my nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like you know when you give 
give like a child a way to just not feel like themselves and just kind of put their voice onto someone else you kind of get a lot of information out of them oh definitely someone else do their talking so it might help you build a different connection with your child too so definitely a possible possibility of adding some bonding there well they definitely have sorry go ahead juliana no i was just saying like i love that that's an awesome idea and you're right yeah, I think kids have the best imagination. So, like, hearing their stories or hearing what they're wanting to play or say is is one of the most amazing things because you're like, wow, where did – what made them even think of that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they come out. Yeah, they're always coming up with something new and something creative. That's definitely. Sure. Those little minds. I will tell you, parents, it will uh, definitely – you'll definitely get a, a kick out of uh, things you're – children say <laughs> oh yeah I'm not, a parent, but I, I'm not a parent but I babysit many children and I've had so many children in the class I've heard some crazy things when I see them play play in a dramatic play so <laughs> have fun with it all right another activity I have for you is to tie-dye t-shirts actually tie-dye is one of the biggest trends right now People are tie-dyeing literally everything, so I think why not take advantage of the nice weather that we have, or will be having, I should say, around here, and tie-dye an outfit for your kid, tie-dye matching one for yourself, for your whole family, have fun with it. I mean, I love tie-dye. I think it's super fun, and you can be super creative with it, and like every other thing that we were saying, you can. there's so many ways to order these um, supplies online, just through Amazon or Target. And you can get so many different colors, so many different shades of the colors. And I'm seeing people tie-dye like with multiple different pastel colors. And I've actually never done that, never done that before. So I'm gonna have to try that out. I think that's super fun and it's it's a good way to take cute pictures for spring and summer. Yeah, I love I actually haven't tie-dyed in forever, but I was also thinking about buying a little tie-dye kit to do that myself. Um, I just haven't done that yet because, like you said, it's a huge, like, trending thing right now. So I think that's an awesome idea. I think kids would love um, doing tie-dye to see what they can make with it. Like you said, you can do shirts, pants. I saw someone do scrunchies, um, socks. You can do so much. Yeah, there's so many different patterns, too, like... I know the classic spiral one. I think that's pretty much the only one I really know how to do. So I'd be willing to learn more, see your ideas if you post pictures and share them to our page. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, you can. So many videos, too, I'm sure, about different um, types of tie-dye patterns. And I'm sure they're not super hard. So. Send us tie-dye. My fourth one is a cereal box puzzle. So all you'll need for this is a cereal box and some scissors. So using the front of a cereal box, you'll cut it into pieces. And depending on the age of your child, um, I would obviously help them if they need um, help using scissors or you could do it for them. But just keep in mind that the smaller the pieces, obviously, the harder the puzzle will be. So depending on your child's age, I would just keep that in mind. Um, 
once the pieces are cut, you'll mix them up, and then you'll put the cereal box back together. So I thought this was a really cute, easy activity to do at home, and I'm sure everyone has cereal right now, and this will be good for kids. It might keep them a little bit busy while they're inside on a rainy day. And your recycling so good for the environment. That too, yes, you are. And I really love that, Juliana, because, you know, they're working on their fine motor skills, definitely increasing that, and uh, their hand-eye coordination. They're really very good activity there. Yeah, and I love how they can kind of cut the cereal box um, in any way that they want, and then they can kind of just build it um, back together so they don't have to cut on a perfect line. They can kind of explore those scissors and cut any way they want to. I really like that also. Absolutely. Yeah, I think another idea, too, I actually just thought of this, unless you said it and I, I didn't hear you. Um, most cereal boxes on the inside are just bare cardboard, like plain on the inside, so they could create their own picture with paint or crayons or markers and then just cut that out, too, and then they would have two different things front, front of the cereal box in the back, yeah. Yeah, and then I also saw online that you can print out a picture of, like, a blank puzzle piece. And you can actually put it on your cardboard box and you can actually cut out real life like puzzle pieces so it can actually look like a puzzle if they want it to look more like a puzzle instead of their own creation. So that's another option. I love that. That's awesome. That might be for like the older kids who can actually cut on those lines and circles and stuff. So That's awesome. So my uh, fourth activity uh, would be one of my favorite, favorite things to do when I was little, um, and that would be building a fort. Now, when I say building a fort, I mean, like, really building a fort. Like, you break out all the sheets that you own, you take every chair in your house, you bring it to a room and room in your house and you just go crazy you build a tent you build a tunnel you build you know you put it all over the furniture you cover the couch you cover the tv you know you're just all of a sudden building one big fort in your house and you know you get to travel throughout the house with with your um, with your kids and um you know, you're building different little rooms, and all of a sudden it feels just like your own little playhouse. Um, with my brother, we used to love doing that. Um, you know, it would just, or you can take, I'm sure a lot of us are doing online shipping, so you're getting a lot of boxes to the house. Um, so it's another thing you can do is use the boxes and make a, um, make little houses out of the boxes, um, make a little fort there. Uh, so definitely a fun activity there. Yeah, I used to love forts as a kid. Kid, Like you said, I took all those sheets and towels and I just placed them on top of everything and like, crawled right through it. But um, my friend's son actually made an amazing fort with a big box that they had had. And he almost made it like a little house with sheets on top. He made windows in his um, fort, he colored it, and he also made a little box, too. They would throw food inside of the fort, and it would go through, like, a little tunnel, and 
he'd get a food in like a little basket and it was really cute. So. Yeah, that's awesome. They definitely can get creative there. Making, yeah, their, own exactly. little, making their own little village. <laughs> um, yeah. I was not yeah. that creative when I was younger. I would go to my friend's house and uh, we would sit under their pool table and <laughs> literally take all the snacks in their house and hide them under the pool table as if like not a single person could see us and we would just like stuff our faces with Oreos. So I mean... <laughs> Not that creative over here. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, you can just use your kitchen table, your dining room table or whatever, and throw a sheet over it, and then all of a sudden, like, it's just the coolest thing. You just made your own little space, um, and, you know, you just tell fun stories or do fun activities, all just, it, it just creates a whole new little world, um, so it's I love fun. it. I love that idea. It's so fun. Make your own little camping trip, too. Exactly. Yeah, you can make a little campfire with paper. That would be cute. Too. Yeah, another little craft. And I have I have a book to go along with the camping trip. I just cannot remember the name of it right now. So uh, when we upload this podcast, I will be sure to throw a picture in there for you guys. Awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Our well, my last activity for tonight is going to be DIY task cards. And all you need for this is a deck of cards and some paint. And that's pretty much it. So what you're going to do is you're going to, well, have your kids do it if they would like to, or you can do it along with them. Paint over the numbers um, on the cards and create your own little, like, what do we want to do today type of activity. So that could be, like, going to going for a walk or something like that just have a little picture painted or you could even print out pictures to uh glue on there that way every day you can pull out a new card and they'll have something new to do for the day that's cute that's kind of like a bucket list but they're almost creating their own on pictures and making it a little bit more artistic All right, so for my last activity, I have puffy paint. So if anyone has seen this on Pinterest or Facebook, it looks super awesome. Um, I love how it gives almost like a 3D effect. So all you'll need for this is food coloring, shaving cream, liquid glue, and well, a paintbrush and some paper. So you need more acti- more materials than the ones before, but like we all said, you can use Amazon or you can do curbside pickup if you're worried about going to the store. So basically what you'll do is you'll just mix all of those ingredients together and we'll leave directions on our Instagram page of how many drops of food coloring, how much shaving cream, how much liquid glue. So that will be all up on there. That's so fun. I love puffy paint. Yeah, and then kids can usually just paint whatever they want and just explore that puffy paint. Does that sounds pu- fun. It's a good uh, sensory activity. Does it yeah, stay puffy it when it dries? Parents don't mind. Does it stay puffy when it dries? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, it almost looks like it's 3D when it dries. Good to know. So. Yeah, I think kids would really like that because it's kind of different. It's different than using regular paint Mm -hmm. because regular paint doesn't give that 3D effect. 
and also like watercolors obviously that doesn't either so this is a little something different that they might enjoy and it's really not that hard to make either so that's awesome all right so the last activity of the podcast so the last activity uh that i came up with um kind of goes off of amelia's uh diy task cards um it's actually a bucket list um jar so the bucket list jar is something that throughout this quarantine you can start coming up with ideas what would you like to do when quarantine's over um, just so that way, you know, each day you're coming up with like, oh, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. Um, so you just write them all down, um, put them on popsicle sticks, put them on sticky notes, put them on a piece of paper, just throw them all in a jar. So that way when quarantine's over and you have, uh, you know, an empty weekend and you say, oh, let's go pull out of the jar. Let's see what we should do today. Um, you kind of have, you remember, oh yeah, I really, really wanted to be able to do uh, I really want to go on a hike but during quarantine we're supposed to stay at home so I'm going to throw that in the jar so that way um, you know you don't forget all those ideas and uh, I'm sure we'll all be very excited to be out of quarantine and overwhelmed with all the things we want to do so let's write all those things down stick them in a jar and wait till we get to enjoy them well I think it's a good way to get them excited to do stuff too I think if you're just having a boring day that's something that they can sit down and do and really think about like, okay, within the next few months, like what do I really, really want to do that I cannot do today? And sometimes even if you think of something big during this time, like you can save money to be able to do that. I mean, I know a lot of us are not working right now, but to be able to like plan for that in like your bucket list, I think that's a good idea also. To like a sort of an incentive um, for the for your kids too. So you know, if you can talk to your kids about you know if you follow the rules today, we can put that certain activity into our um, into our bucket list jar. Um, so let's make sure we have a good day, and then I'll put our fun activity into our jar to be able to do later. So it's definitely a good way to um, bring on some positive behavior. Yeah, some positive reinforcement. That's awesome. If you think about it that way, I didn't really think about it that way, but that's a good, that's a good idea for parents um, to use. Yeah, especially during this time. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for you guys for today's podcast. Um, Like we said, we will be uploading pictures and links to our um, Instagram for you guys to check out and share your pictures or videos with us. That would be super fun for us to see. Um, so if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at winddownpodxo. And we also have a Facebook page, The Wind Down Podcast. Um, and you can now listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, Breaker. And we are not yet on Apple Podcasts, but hopefully soon. Like, so let us know. We are open to pretty much anything. 
Hey, and also, if you are looking for someone to promote you, um, we're also here. Uh, we can always give you a shout-out on our podcast, absolutely. So just, you know, comment on our podcast, on our Instagram or Facebook if you want us to give you a shout-out. Also, to add to this long uh, outro, if you want to come talk to us and be our friend, please reach out to us. Please DM us on Facebook, on Instagram. If you have our number, text us. We are more than welcome to have guest speakers on this podcast. We want to talk to you. We want to learn about you. And we want to share this journey with you. So I think I think that's all we have to say. <laughs> yes, I think that's it. I agree with Amelia. Definitely don't be afraid to reach out to us. Um, we do want to hear you and get to know you. So, yeah. All right. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>